Time for Tom Mulcair. You know Tom Mulcair. He's brought to you by Guaranteed Industries. Call Guaranteed and ask about their Lennox heat pump winter promotions. 514-342-3400. Guaranteed Industries. Since 1957. Uh, good morning, Tom. <laughs> good morning, Andrew. So Ottawa is looking into contracts granted to GC uh, Strategies, the company yes. that uh, tied to the ArriveCan uh, app debacle. Uh, yep. We heard the Prime Minister uh, react to uh, this yesterday, and uh, we learned this morning from the Globe and Mail that two senior bureaucrats, who, yes. I, think, who I believe are suspended. <clears throat> um, uh, well, they've actually gone on to bureaucrat heaven. They've got nice big jobs in other places. Okay. They want, they, uh, they want to... Um, uh, the, the, the probe, uh, shut down because they say, I, it sounds like they, they think it's a witch hunt at this point. You know, you have to pay attention to this one and good on you for picking that one out because those two people were the object of a 360 page internal report. And when I read the title in the Globe and Mail, I sort of raised an eyebrow and said, you know, my, my feeling was a bit like the one you just expressed that uh, it does seem like they went after them pretty hard when they got in trouble. And they, they said something essential, and this is called procedural fairness. And you can overturn, you can review any decision based on that. This is called judicial review. You can go to a real judge. So they had an internal report done, 360 pages, and they weren't interviewed. They didn't talk to them. I'm sorry. You know, there is on the face of it a pretty valid case to say, hey, we don't want this stuff made public. It will hurt us. There, you know, I don't think that there's a rug big enough in Canada to sweep all of what's come out of the Arrive Can App scandal uh, you know, so far. And the government, of course, is on bended knee trying to use every trick in the book and praying uh, that they can somehow keep a lid on this thing until the election. I don't think that they will, Andrew, because they, this is just so gross. 80000 bucks to build an app, which is already on the high side. You know, hundred grand at max, and then all of a sudden it becomes minimum fifty nine point five million. As Karen Hogan said, uh, we have no idea because they didn't even know how to keep books. So, so it's a it's a government scandal. It's an administrative scandal. It's a management scandal, and it's a boondoggle. And of course, it's on Trudeau's watch. He keeps trying to plead pandemic, but a lot of the contracts that went to this company were way before the pandemic, so that had nothing to do with it. And they're just they're just scurrying. They're trying to do everything they can. So yes, this is a classic technique. You find somebody to to you know to hang this thing on, and then you say, okay, nothing to see here, and move along. But uh, I don't think this is going away, and this is going to wind up at the political level, not just the bureaucratic level. Okay, well, what's happening with on the Denny Coderre front? Uh, we're we're being told that basically um, uh, people uh, currently with the Liberal Party of Quebec are uh, scrambling behind the scenes to get somebody to to make sure that Denny Coderre is not uh, does not become the next li- <laughs> Liberal Party leader. Is this true, or is this just uh... probably the very same people I bumped into by pure chance? Like I'm talking the most senior people, and they were having a lunch as it was becoming increasingly clear that Dominic Anglade was on a sure track to become the leader, and they were doing everything they can to find somebody else. In the event, they came up with the mayor of Drummondville, who promptly withdrew uh, because of the pandemic and everything else that was going on, and Dominic Anglade got the top job. So these are the the backroom boys, quintessentially. And why I say boys? Because it's boys. And yes, they are scrambling. (laughs) Because they're looking at Denis Coderre and saying, 
this is not what we are. This is not who we are. And, uh, you know, there's a bit of snobbishness in, involved in that approach, you know, Andrew, because the folksy side, the populist side of Coder is something that they look down upon. And Coder has a nice way of saying it. Oh, yeah, you know, the people who are sitting there in the dining room love looking down on the people who are actually doing the work in the kitchen. So, you know, he's got his own way of pushing back. I, I don't think that Coder has this thing at all. But the thing that you just said, that this is pushing the liberals to actually you know, wake up and realize that they do have an honest shot at beating the CAC and the PQ in the next election, if only they can get their act together and find somebody serious. Now, I am told on background by several people now that the conversations with François-Philippe Champagne are very serious. He is their dream candidate. He has tons of energy, something that Legault seems to have less and less of, and he could give a very good accounting of himself uh, without embarrassing anyone uh, against Paul Saint-Pierre Plamondon. So stay tuned. I mean, that that is the horse that they're betting so much on right now, and if it works out, it, it could be a great result for them. But is one, it is one thing to get the, uh, you know, the political, the political nerds uh, excited about a candidate, but yes. to, to someone who's going to capture the imagination of the voters that's yes. a different thing well is it not? yeah absolutely because but these are the same political that. nerds that you know that uh, put people like uh what's his name the man who would be king uh i uh, can't think of his name right now is the liberal leader uh michael well, ignatieff yeah. no this imperious <laughs> snob that they they somehow vote, thought it was a good idea to vote him in as leader i mean that made yes, no sense to me because he was time. so smart no, no, it didn't because he had never, you know, he, he wasn't good at kissing babies and he had never done this yeah. political thing. That's at the federal side. And, you know, it's interesting because there's a guy waiting in the wings that I quite like named Mark Carney and people make the same knock against him. But the difference, of course, is Carney grew up in the Northwest Territories in a very modest background, has just worked his tail off to get to the top and nobody gave him anything. But here we're talking about a party with a proud history and a very serious uh, side to it yeah. when it comes to yeah. being told you and the federal liberals are the same because Kader brings in all of the Chrétien era, all of the battles against Quebec. And uh, for, for the average Quebec liberal who's you know fought to break that, that equation between them and the feds, it, it would be an anathema to, to have Kader come in. But Kader has been doing an amazing job of getting people to talk about him. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. that's what this game is all about. You just wonder if uh, the party, if they had somebody like Champagne, if the party would have the patience to give him the time. Because I just think back to Bob Layton. Uh, sorry, uh, Jack Layton. Uh, yeah. You know, Jack was not an overnight success, but he had the right. he had the time. You know, he for many many years he would go to the opening of a car door or envelope. You know, <laughs> uh, like this guy was everywhere. Oh, and, I was yeah, I saw the picture of that. <laughs> <laughs> and people, and then it took it took time for people to to warm to him and realize what a, like a, a great yeah. guy he was. And yeah. and you well know said. he captured their imagination. And I just don't know if people are are uh, if people inside political parties are patient enough these days. Well said. I mean, yes, because there is always this savior sentiment. You know, who's going to come in and save our party? But the liberals right now are at about 5% amongst Francophone voters. So they've got to find somebody with a pulse. But not only does Champagne have a pulse, I mean, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not sure that he would necessarily bring everybody from, you know, the, the Quebec areas that are dominated by the CAC right now along with him. But he's from Shawinigan. He does know the secret handshake in oh, the really? regions. And his family yeah. his family built up a really successful business up there. And he's he's got a great background himself in management. So when we look at the mess that the CAC has made of absolutely everything in terms of public administration, this guy's themes write themselves. Look, 
we want to ensure your services, but we're also going to, you know, start chopping off some limbs from this massive tentacular bureaucracy that's that's weighing us down. So that becomes an easy way for him to come in. His his English is quite decent. His you know his heart's in the right place with regard to the place of Canada in the world and the place of Quebec in Canada. So it, it might work. But I I I'm going to very I'm going to keep in mind every time I think about this your your comparison to to Michael Ignatieff because there is a little bit of that there. Who's our next savior? And the public doesn't have anything to say about this. Yeah, exactly.